Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello, my name is Bob Tarzi, a freelance IT industry analyst, and I will be moderating this EM360 podcast looking into IT security orchestration, automation, and response, which is usually abbreviated to SOAR or simply SOAR. It was a term coined by the analyst house Gartner as recently as 2017. As the nature of cyber threats faced by businesses has become more complex, and the scale of the problem has increased, the number of protections put in place has multiplied accordingly. This leaves security operations centres, SOCs is then usually abbreviated to, which are tasked with protecting the businesses they serve with management challenges. They must deal with a range of threat intelligence sources, including their own security information and event management systems, or SIMs, as that's often abbreviated to. They must orchestrate their defences effectively, plan, execute and manage response strategies to deal with detected incidents and report their activities and assessments of risk levels back to the business. Typically, this has led to a range of management platforms and dashboards for each of these tasks, with a level of integration between them and the automation achieved often wanting. SOAR tools which have emerged over the last four or five years, aim to address this by providing orchestration of security capabilities, incident response, threat intelligence management, and reporting via a single interface. Automation capabilities are embedded, freeing human operators to focus on the most problematic tasks. To guide us through the SOAR market, I'm pleased to be joined by Cody Cornell, co-founder and CEO of Swimlane a US-based independent SOAR solution provider. Hello, Cody. Could you start by telling us a little bit more about Swimlane and yourself? Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. I was just kind of looking at the intro there and realized how many acronyms we use in our industry. It's kind of like working in the government a little bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, a, a little bit about Swimlane and myself. You know, Swimlane, as you mentioned, is a security orchestration automation response vendor. I think the reason why folks are looking at SOAR is if you look at almost any other industry, be it manufacturing or supply chain or, or really any vertical, there's been a huge investment in automation because one, you know, there's always looking for efficiencies and optimizations that we can put into the work that we're doing. But I think specifically in security and security ops, the shortage of available people, how expensive those people are, and really the quality of life for those individuals and the work that they do, they're really looking to do high value work. And a lot of times they spend a lot of time doing cut and paste and kind of rote work that is, you know, not a good use of their time. It's really not intellectually fulfilling. And a lot of times it's probably not the best use of that organization's, you know, dollars and cents to do security work. There's a lot more highly effective things that they could be working on, but there's also things that are, you know, must do items from a compliance perspective or from a business's best practice perspective. And because of that, they, they can't just not do these things, be a, you know, a, a financial services institution or an energy organization uh, or a managed service provider that's trying to meet customer SLAs. There's, there's a lot that has to block and tackle to get done. 
Uh, and because of that, you know, we have to do these things. And I think because of that, um, a lot of times the more high value tasks that teams want to get to and individuals probably should be working on are left on the back burner because there's these things that have to get done. And they're the most obvious and, you know, sometimes most pressing, but probably not the most valuable. So that is the essence of what Swimlane is, is here to do. It's, it's designed to be a, a technology that helps organizations automate a lot of the work that they've been doing for the last several decades by hand and allow them to become a lot more efficient, a lot more effective in their day-to-day operations. The automation you described there in for IT security, uh, are similar to the benefits of any automation in any industry for anything, really. So it is clear that automation is as valuable in IT security as it is elsewhere. But it's been quite a recent development. The SOAR market has developed really just over the last four or five years, and the name SOAR has been coined even more recently in that. So what proportion of businesses have now adopted these tools to supplement or range the range of previously existing security management platforms that perhaps inhibited the amount of automation that was going on in businesses when it came to IT security? I think it's interesting because the need for automation has been around for probably multiple decades. Uh, you know, I've had the good fortune of working in a SOC for a number of years and deploying the tools that security operations teams use. And the, the appetite for automation has been there for a long time, but the adoption of things like APIs and, you know, public subscription models from a, a data transfer perspective have not been available for organizations to transfer data around. So building, a, you know, that ability to integrate these technologies has actually been, you know, pretty new over the last six, seven years. The interesting thing is, I think, as folks look out into the different verticals, I think that, you know, the leaders in each one of those verticals has probably adopted automation, be it pharmaceuticals or energy or financial services and managed service providers. But you're right, the adoption is still fairly early. It's definitely ramping up. A lot more people are adopting it, but it's still a pretty new technology, a pretty new technology category. And people are still learning how they're going to use it, what use cases are applicable to their organization and their needs. And I think over time, you know, the adoption will become very common, much like the SIM and much like threat intelligence capabilities. Automation is going to become a, a cornerstone of how people are doing security ops. So where are we today? 5, 10, 20, 50 percent, would you say? Probably sub 10 percent adoption. But it's not easy for a factory to go from largely manual construction lines to fully automated construction lines. How easy is it to automate the management and orchestration and reporting of IT security? Is it all done out of the box or is each automation customized? What sort of loops do customers have to jump through to get there to a fully automated, well, is automated, a much more automated um, security management system? SOAR is a powerful tool, right? So the really easy things are really easy, but the long evolution of really adopting automation, both as a technology, but also as a mindset and security operations is is going to be drawn out over multiple years. So I think much like the manufacturing process, we went to assembly lines, we went to, to robotic automation as it relates to manufacturing. That didn't happen overnight. And just like that, I don't think security operations automation is going to happen overnight. But the level of effort that's put into it, it definitely warrants the outcome that you get, the amount of work that you're able to do, the force multiplier that you provide across your teams is definitely valuable. But like any other enterprise product, there's work that has to be done over time and it's not a static thing. You have to continue to evolve, not because you know the technology requires it, but because your adversaries are changing, the investigation resources you have change, the different technologies you have for threat and detection and mitigation change. So because of that, you have to continue to, to support it over time. So you know the easy stuff is easy. You can do those quickly, but the big, broader adopting automation across, you know, DevOps, security ops, IT, and all the things that it touch from from an automation perspective is, you know, it's it, it's an ongoing effort. 
So some of it's plug and play. You, you've made that clear, but a lot of it isn't. So when a, a customer deploys a SOAR tool, such as the Swim Lane platform, to what degree do they need professional services from your organization to help them? And does that vary much between vendors of SOAR tools? Um, I, I think most customers, when they're adopting a new technology, especially in it, when it's in a greenfield space like SOAR, are going to leverage professional services. I mean, the number of you know people that are experienced SOAR administrators and SOAR engineers compared to the number of people that have deployed Endpoint or a SIM or a firewall is obviously much, much smaller. So I think a lot of times that they, they will look to their vendors for that those initial you know couple of weeks worth of work to help them get going. But over time, there's obviously the existing service providers that they use that are becoming much more proficient at delivering SOAR. And internally, if, if you have the capability to manage an endpoint management system or a SIM system or something along those lines, you probably have the skill sets internal to manage a SOAR organization if that SOAR vendor that you're working with has committed to providing the integrations for you as opposed to asking you to do themselves. So at Swimlane, obviously, you know we provide integration for any COT solution that's available, commercial off the shelf, free forever. So uh, we'll always continue to build those integrations, but we don't ask our customers to build them. That all sounds great. We know automation, whatever it is, can make um, certain things that were done before, that can enable them to be done faster, it can enable them to be done more consistently and more reliably. But also sometimes automation allows things to be done that weren't very easy to do before. Can you think of some types of workflow that SOAR enables that were hard to achieve before when it comes to IT security? Yeah, and I, I think this is the thing that security analysts really struggle with because there's there's things they have to do and there's things that are presented and put on their plate, but they also know in the back of their mind there's all these pieces of work that they should be getting to that they're not getting to. So I think examples of this, you know, are things like how do I look at every pull request that goes into GitHub to make sure that there was no API tokens that were put into there? How do I look at every paste bin dump for credentials associated not only with our domain, but also the you know, third-party vendors and suppliers that we provide? You know, how do I look at every instance that was deployed from a configuration perspective? How do I, you know, actually manage and tackle all the threat intel notifications that I'm receiving? So there's lots of these use cases that are just that there's too much volume there for them to actually action. What you're really describing there is it's more the case that rather than enabling things that couldn't be done before, it just frees up the analysts to do the more complicated stuff and allows the sheer volume of incidents that arise in the security operations center SOC C. It enables them to deal with that volume in a way they, they just simply couldn't before because the volume of IT security incidents and tools that need managing, et cetera, has is, is been in, increasing hugely. Yeah, absolutely. But I think there's also a component of complexity that SOAR enables more from a, a completeness of the investigation that I can do. So if you think about someone who's triaging, you know, something as basic as a phishing alarm, if you're getting hundreds of those a day, you're probably doing the bare minimum amount of work. So you're doing, you know, the two or three steps that are required by your checklist in order to triage this alarm. But over time, if you're not doing that by hand, you can continue to critique the process that you're using to triage those phishing emails specifically. And how can I leverage that information more effectively. So most people are not taking the IOCs from those phishing emails and taking them and hunting them back into their proxy logs or their SIM or their EDR environment. They're probably not even parsing them out and putting them in their tip, not because they don't want to, or they don't know that that's the right thing to do, but because they don't have the time to do it. So if you think about that, if I'm able to automate those tasks away and that work becomes easier, the sophistication of the investigations that I'm doing across all incident alert 
use case types becomes much more capable. And as I share with other organizations on what they're doing and how they're getting better at doing each one of these different tasks, it becomes a much more powerful capability. So the, the sophistication of those investigation goes up. So yeah, not only is it getting more work done, but you get better work done the more you invest. Now, as we said earlier, SOAR stands for security, orchestration, automation, and response. And indeed, many of the tools available in the market have evolved from earlier orchestration tools, response tools, to become full SOAR offerings. And that means that each vendor often has a you know a backstory that relates to some earlier area of strength. What is the history of Swimlane's platform? Did it evolve from an earlier tool? And is, is it stronger in one area than another? I think one of the advantages that we have in building Swimlane, you know, since day one is that the people that were, you know, kind of including myself that initiated the the initial engineering of that actually had worked in a SOC. So we realized that, you know, it wasn't just automation. It wasn't just case management. It wasn't just reporting. It wasn't just integration with a third party, but you needed a unified defense platform that allowed both human and machine to machine interaction to enable us to do things because you're never going to automate everything, but you're never going to be in a situation where you can do things manually. So you always need that ability to have hybrid automation capabilities. And I think that's one of the things that was different about Swimlane from the beginning. And yes, there are other vendors that are building towards you know, having that human interaction or having that robust automation. But that was something that we felt was really important was not only being able to enable the machine-to-machine, machine-speed integration automation, but also that analyst enablement, that ability to track KPIs and metrics and reporting and all the things that were super important for security teams, not just analysts, but the manager of the SOC, the executive leadership team, the people that are participating and connecting with the security team. So I think that unified you know, perspective of the world was something that was pretty unique to us initially, and it's something we still very, very much believe in. Now, this context we've been talking about, Soarin, I get the feel we've been talking about quite large businesses that are typical customers, but is it a technology that smaller businesses can access and use effectively because they face security problems too? How do they get access to this technology and how do they automate the management of their security requirements? I think you're absolutely right. I think enterprises are typically the type of organizations that are adopting SOAR right now. But I think ironically enough, the organizations that will see the most value from automation are actually mid-market and and smaller enterprise organizations. Because if you're a big financial services institution or a managed service provider, you have teams that are dedicated to responding to alerts, you're leveraging managed services, whatever it might be. But you have people that are focused on that. As you move down market and the farther you go down market, the less time you have dedicated staff, you might have just one person or one person has a collateral duty, or maybe nobody's responding to alerts. So the fact that there's this huge population of organizations that are not responding to alerts, not because they don't want to, or maybe because they don't know they should, but they just don't have the bandwidth or the resources to do that. I think as SOAR adoption moves down market, they'll actually see a lot more value. And we have customers that are couple branch credit unions and and smaller organizations that are leveraging automation, both directly through internal management, but as well as leveraging some of our managed service partners. So yeah, I I think it's something for most organizations, maybe not internally as you get super small from a small business perspective, but that's really where folks are looking to manage service providers to deliver that capability to them, along with managing their SIM and endpoint and, and all the things that come along with that. Just to be clear, a managed security service provider, an MSSP, could use the swim lane platform to manage multiple smaller business customers. There often be mid-market customers, but but it can be used in that way to deliver your services by a third party. No, that's correct. Yeah, we have you know some of the largest MSSPs in the world leverage swim lane to support both big and small customers. 
Okay. The saw market has been consolidating rapidly. As I looked into this prior to speaking to you, Cody, I could see this was a fairly new category and one that's uh, a lot of interest, as we discussed. And it's also one that's been consolidating fast. And we often see that in, in the IT security industry. A new category comes along, lots of vendors either you know develop products to fit the market like Swimlane has, or they reposition themselves into the market. And then what happens is the big vendors get interested and there's lots of consolidation. So we've seen uh, since 2016, big vendors like IBM, Microsoft, Splunk, FireEye, and others have all acquired SOAR platforms. So does Swimlane see its future as an independent vendor, or do you think you'll end up seeking a buyer? We very much see ourselves as an independent vendor, right? I mean, if you think about how people are adopting multi-cloud, how the evolution of how people are adopting security technologies is changing, the importance of an organization, especially, you know, as you think about large organizations that do M&A or multinationals, that flexibility, that ability to be agnostic across technologies is super important for them. So that is, you know, something that we we really believe is is important. That's, you know, why being in, you know, probably the largest independent vendor right now is, is such a great place for us because we feel like we can continue to stay focused on SOAR. We think the automation category still requires a lot of innovation and being a focused vendor on that allows us to, you know, pour all of our energy and resources and learning into our platform to make sure it improves. And hopefully, you know, that allows us to, to build a, you know, continue to build a, a differentiated product, but also allow organizations not to worry about vendor lock-in and worried about, hey, if I decide to switch my SAM or switch my cloud workload security, or maybe I, I need a different, you know, perimeter security infrastructure, how is that going to affect me? I think, you know, you know, Alcandra, the, the vendors are staying pretty agnostic even after acquisition at this point. But I, I think, you know, as we talk to more people over time, that, that's something they think about a lot. And I think it's something that, you know, only the future will be able to tell us if, if that's the case, or if, you know, the importance of being independent is as is, is, is valuable as we think it's going to be over time. Okay. Thanks, Cody. That's a candid answer to the last question there that I've got. So thanks very much to Cody Cornell of Swimlane for providing these insights into IT security automation and response. And thank you for listening to this EM360 podcast. You've been listening to the EM360 podcast. For more great content, head on over to em360tech.com.